Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, June 28th, 527 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down six and a quarter at 554 and three quarters. November soybeans down 12 at 1282 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down two and a half at 713 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down one and a quarter at 839 and a quarter. December spring wheat down a half cent at 853 and a quarter. Mackenzie, let's start off with price action here. So the December 2023 corn contract peaked near $6.30 per bushel on June 21st amid crop concerns and a building U.S. drought. The contract lost more than $0.75 cents per bushel from the June 21st high to the overnight low. The November 2023 soybean contract peaked at $13.78 per bushel on June 21st and has since lost more than 90 cents per, per bushel. The contract lost 29 cents just yesterday. Traders are reacting to a probable shift in U.S. weather patterns and appear disinterested in declining U.S. crop ratings. All right, guys, we understand that this is incredibly frustrating for a lot of you guys. If you're in an area that has not seen material rainfall in several weeks, you're very much drought-stricken. You're in one of these areas of, say, eastern Nebraska or parts of Kansas or Missouri or central Illinois or parts of Iowa. I mean, there are there are pockets all across the country that haven't seen rain. We understand this is incredibly frustrating, and it is. Uh, your crops are going backwards. At the same time, the markets are going backwards. This is, this is a tough, tough deal. Um, I've seen this before uh, many, many times where you'll run into a wetter looking wetter weather pattern um, in June or July and the markets will fall apart on it. And that's what we're seeing right now. The difference this time around is, you know, how dry it is. I mean, to pull up that drought monitor again, it's like um, you typically, I, I haven't seen it in, in my career, I don't think, where we've been this dry and then you see this sort of collapse um, during the growing season. But you know what? A lot of people would make the argument, and we'll talk about this here in a second, that if these rains do come to fruition, if these forecasts are accurate, that there's still a lot of potential in these crops. So let's jump to the uh, forecast here. Yeah, so weather forecasts are decidedly wetter again this morning for key areas of the central U.S. Corn Belt. The WPC, the WPC, Euro, and GFS models agree that rain will fall across parts of Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky over the next five days. We have not seen this type of agreement in the models regarding Corn Belt rains in several weeks. Row crop prices are lower this morning amid a probable shift in the weather pattern. In addition to the forecast, rain moved across parts of Iowa and Minnesota here early this morning. Okay, so you have rain on the radar. You have some tangible evidence that these forecasts are not total nonsense, right? Um, this is the first time in a long time that I've seen all of this stuff line up, especially like on these shorter term maps, like this five-day WPC map. I have not seen this purple color across Illinois in weeks, and uh, now you've got it in the forecast. I mean, they're talking uh, some areas of Illinois are going to catch two inches of rain um, over the next five days in total. I know you guys will believe it when you see it, but the, the way that it's set up, the way that you've got um, all three of these uh, different forecasts kind of in agreement here, that's something we haven't seen, and I think the trade is is very much 
very much convinced that we're in for a shift here. And if you do get that shift, if this comes in um, as advertised, or better, um, a lot of people would argue that you've still got the crop potential. And again, again I, I understand that this is not um, a, an easy pill to swallow for a lot of you guys if you are um, in a really dry area. And have we taken the, the top end off yield in regard to corn and soybeans, maybe corn in particular? Yeah, maybe, but we don't need to do 181 to uh, push prices lower, I don't uh, think necessarily. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, tell me about the video you put together yesterday. Uh, don't shoot the messenger here, but you know, just because the drought monitor looks like 2012 doesn't mean that it will end like 2012. 1992 was an incredibly interesting year in which we uh, started very dry and ended up with record corn yields. I did a video about this yesterday. Uh, Mackenzie, you helped me with this. We put together, uh, you put together some really great charts. Um, and then as always guys, Sunday nights during June and July, the pre-open weather update uh, video is a must-watch deal. Um, we send this out about an hour before the markets open on Sunday. We talk about the weather forecasts, models, what's changed, what it means for the markets potentially. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, uh, go to standardgrain.com, sign up this morning. I'll shoot you over that um, 1992 video uh, as soon as you sign up early this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, guys. Uh, check it out today. So USDA will release its planted acreage and grain stocks report on Friday. Ahead of the report, traders estimate that U.S. corn acreage declined slightly compared to March intentions. Soybean acreage is thought to have risen slightly. June 1st stocks of corn, soybeans, and wheat are expected to be down compared to the same period last year. This report is often associated with a significant degree of market volatility. Yep, big market mover at the end of June uh, very often. There is not anything exciting at all. Nobody's looking for any major changes in the acreage numbers. Uh, something will surprise us here would be my guess. We're looking for a, essentially a small shift away from corn and into soybeans versus March intentions. I feel like there's going to be a shakeup somewhere just because there almost always is. In regard to grain stocks, yeah, we're going to be lower year over year. It's just by a question of how much. So um, be prepared for some volatility come uh, Friday morning. So Putin claims that a civil war was averted. The Wagner Group's chief, who led the weekend rebellion in Russia, landed in Belarus on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, the Russian Federal Service Security Service closed a criminal investigation into the group. The Kremlin and state media continue to praise uh, the support for Vladimir Putin from world leaders. Preparations are now being made to transfer heavy weaponry from the mercenaries to the Russian army. The weekend rebellion highlighted deep divisions inside Russia over the faltering war in Ukraine. Well, if anybody did uh, buy wheat on the prospect of a Russian civil war, they are in very sorry shape this morning. So the, the, the thing in regard to the wheat market in particular has uh, shifted pretty drastically. We had kind of a rally attempt in place. Wheat was following row crops. You had this Russia story that maybe was traded a little bit like Sunday into Monday. I don't know. We had some false breakouts on the charts in wheat. Um, everything's kind of reverted back lower. So um, again, we're back to the situation here where um, you know the Russia deal is a non-starter. U.S. wheat's overpriced, and now we're also following row crop prices lower. 
Brazil's president has increased subsidized farm loans. The president of Brazil has unveiled a plan to provide $76 billion in financing for medium and large producers. That's a 27% increase from the previous cycle. The plan is considered a crucial component for improving ties with the ag industry and boosting production. The plan will include an 81% increase in resources for the construction of storage facilities, which is needed due to a record grain harvest last season that has caused a storage deficit. The plan would also reduce, reduce interest rates for producers who implement environmentally friendly practices. Brazil is not going away in terms of uh, being a huge competitor when it comes to soybeans and, and now corn also on the export market. They're going to continue to get bigger. They're going to continue to really just wipe the floor with us in terms of soybean production. They're going to continue to increase every year where the only way we're going to increase is through yield improvement, not through acreage. We don't have additional acres to uh, put into uh, rotation here in the United States. So Brazil with some subsidies, this is not anything that policy is not going to move the market here today, but uh, certainly something to be aware of. So a little bit more on Brazil. Uh, their 2023 soybean crop is expected to set a new record. According to the Brazilian Association of Vegetable Oil Industries, Brazil's soybean production this year is expected to reach a record 156 million tons. The previous record was set back in 2021 at 139.5 million tons. The USDA is also predicting a crop of 156 million tons in Brazil. Brazilian soybean exports are forecast to hit an all time high of 97 million tons this year, up from 95.7 million tons in the previous forecast. Uh, no shock here. So this new estimate uh, from this group is is right on par with where USDA has estimated the crop. Uh, the deal here is that this huge Brazilian crop is going to impact our demand base in the United States for uh, some time here. I've, I've discussed at length in the podcast here how um, the new crop book of soybean export sales is terrible. And that's typically, it's gonna be 40, 45% of your demand base. And it's just not where it needs to be. We haven't seen the Chinese buying for new crop uh, delivery. We haven't seen buying from anybody else really. We're just, we're not where we need to be. And a lot of that has to do with this monster Brazilian crop and these uh, the prospect for record exports. Uh, cattle were higher yesterday? Yeah, they sure were. They were supported by declining corn futures. Mm -hmm. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 402 higher. They were up anywhere from 345 to 497. Live cattle futures closed an average of 155 higher, ranging from 122 to 205 higher. Cash cattle trade hasn't taken off yet this week. Choice uh, choice box beef ended the day on Tuesday at 329.23. That was down 381. Select ended the day at 298.43 that was down a buck 24. Big recovery day yesterday. Outside markets this morning, guys. Uh, US dollars up just a little bit. Stocks are mixed. Bonds up a little bit. Crude oil is up 38 cents in the August WTI 6808 last trade. Everybody have a great day. Uh, we'll talk to you Thursday.